Hello, everybody. My name is Dusty. My name's Kevin. And welcome to the Double Take Podcast, where we review made you say what? What? And do a double take this week. You're listening to the Double Take Podcast. Double Take Podcast. What? See what we did there? <laughs> where your hosts review what made you say what? 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 What, what happened? And do a double take this week. Welcome to the show. This is Double Take. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, Kevin. Hey. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. There you go. Because life, you know. Yeah. It's going to be rough. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here. Commitment, because we missed last week. What are you talking about? (laughs) So we're here today. (laughs) Uh, Tom Hanks is absolutely perfect as Mr. Rogers in new movie trailer. Just in time for a Monday, Sony has released the first trailer for an upcoming film about the late Fred Rogers, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. In the teaser, school children sing to Mr. Rogers on the subway, and we see Tom Hanks dressed as the children's television host on the set of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The film is loosely based on a 1998 Esquire article by Tom Jund <laughs> Junod about the effect Rogers' optimistic kindness had on millions of people and the initially skeptical journalist himself. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired for 31 seasons before coming to an end in 2001. Rogers died in 2003. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is slated to release in November 2019. Kevin, what do you think? I'm excited. Yeah? I thought Tom Hanks looked great in it. Well, you know, I when they first announced that this movie was coming out, I was excited, really excited. Um, and they released the documentary. Yeah. Uh, was this also called A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood? Um, I can't remember. Um, and that came out, and I was like, oh, that's the one with Mr. Rogers, and then, or not with Tom Hanks, and then it wasn't. And I watched the entire thing, and I was like, where's Tom Hanks? <laughs> that's, a, that's a different one. So I'm excited. I saw the actual trailer, and it looks so good. I know. Oh, I love Mr. Rogers. Like my, my favorite thing about Mr. Rogers is when he went before Congress, and he talked about the importance of public, edu- public television. Yep. And to this day, I still go back and watch that video, and it gives me goosebumps. But it's kind of a shame he's gone now. I know. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, mystery surrounding him, I know. A lot of people are talking about, like, him having tattoos and stuff. I don't actually think that's a real thing. Did he actually have tattoos? I, I, didn't th- I thought it was just a rumor. Well, maybe we'll find out in a month. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's just going to rip off his shirt right? or his uh, sleeves and just <laughs> be above Mr. Yeah, Rogers. Boom. <laughs> Kids, check out. Don't play with guns. But check out these guns. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Scientists discover a new species of tiny shark that glows in the dark. Sharks are known to stalk and sniff out prey before they attack, but all this newly discovered shark species has to do is glow in the dark, and the prey comes to them. The 5.5-inch American pocket shark is the first of its kind to be discovered in the Gulf of Mexico, according to a new university study. It's less fearful than it is ah, less fearsome than it is wondrous. Scientists stumbled upon a teeny male kite fin shark in 2010 while studying sperm whales in the Gulf. It wasn't observed again until 2013 when a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, researcher Mark Grace found it in a pool of less luminous specimens. It is only the second pocket shark ever captured or recorded, Grace said in a statement. The other was found in 1979 in the East Pacific Ocean. Both are separate species, each from separate oceans, he said, but both are exceedingly rare. According to the paper, the shark secretes a glowing fluid from a tiny pocket gland near its front fins. It's thought to attract prey, who are drawn to the glow, while the tiny predator, practically invisible from below, stealthily attacks. Kevin, what do you think about pocket sharks? 
Um, I think they're cool because they can't eat meat. Um, <laughs> um, also, I think it's cool because I think the scariest fish in the sea are the ones that are like at the very bottom, look like aliens. The ones you can't see. Yeah, and those are the ones you can't see. And I think it's just cool. There's a new shark. I think it's cool. I've always been so fascinated. I've watched all Planet Earth, all animal. What is things. this? An animal podcast? Yeah, right. Jeez. <laughs> you already have a YouTube channel. Um, but Follow me on Twitter at Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I thought I think it's cool. I, I wish I could see one. They had a picture of it, and it literally just looked like a tiny black sperm whale. <laughs> that was the only thing it looked like. Oh, so it didn't look as cool as I thought it would, but still a glowing shark. Like that's that's amazing. You got my attention. Take my money. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Next. That wasn't very enthusiastic. Next. When a woman's car broke down, three young men pushed it five miles to her home. A late-night run to the donut shop turned into a roadside rescue for three young men living near Niagara Falls. It ended up with them pushing a stranded stranger's car for hours and inspiring others on Facebook. Aaron McQuillan, 18, Bailey Campbell, 17, and Billy Tarbett, 15, were on their way to Tom Horton's donut shop in Font Hill, Ontario, when they spotted a woman on the side of the road with, a smoking, with smoke coming out of her car. They quickly diagnosed the problem as a leak that allowed the engine coolant and oil to mix. They also determined the car was too dangerous to drive. The driver couldn't afford a tow truck, so Billy suggested the guys push the car, and the woman lives more than five miles away. Dan Morrison, who also stopped to help, told CNN he and the driver thought they were crazy to offer. Bailey told CNN they wouldn't want to be stuck like that, so they insisted. The trio grabbed bottles of water and speakers so they could jam out and started their trek. Morrison drove behind them with his hazard lights on for safety. Bailey said they faced several obstacles. The first was a big hill 300 yards from the start. Halfway through, they took a break and the battery died. They had to charge it just to get it back into neutral. After more than two and a half hours of pushing, they finally delivered the car home. Bailey described the motorist as both thankful and amazed. They exchanged hugs, and everyone went home for much-needed rest. The trio never got the woman's full name. Morrison snapped a couple of pictures of the young men, hoping to turn them into hometown heroes on social media. His Facebook posts went viral, and positive comments coming in from as far away as Australia. On Facebook, Aaron wrote, Our phones were blowing up with messages and Facebook notifications from total strangers, showing their appreciation and gratitude for our random act of kindness. He went on to say, We hope more people can learn from the situation and not be afraid to lend a helping hand to those in need. Bailey described his moment of viral fame as overwhelming in a good way. Morrison said there's so much negativity in the world. People want something positive. When something like this happens, it becomes contagious. Everyone has had car problems, and we can relate. Now, before we begin, I just want to say I did something heroic uh, yesterday, and I don't think I told you about this. I was going to our friend's Amanda's house, and on my way there, I passed this little black spot on the road, so I turned around. Well, actually, I didn't turn around. I went to Amanda's, got a box, turned around, went back. I rescued a baby bird. So I didn't have to push a car five miles, but I still think rescuing that baby bird was pretty heroic. Kevin, what did you do that was heroic the last couple of days? Yep. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, this just goes to show that every Canadian is nice. <laughs> well, you know... I think one thing, actually a couple things, something like this happened with, with me when I'm with me. I didn't, I wouldn't push a car five miles, but uh, some kids at uh, the school that I went to called the police when they found a woman laying on the side of the road, and she was like thankful that they called because she was having some kind of like respiratory attack. Um, so like, it's nice to see positivity, but I also think these kids were incredibly stupid to push a car 
up a hill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, can you imagine if the hill was at the end of the forest? Mm. I'd be like, "Well, help, you're stuck." Well, and the cool thing—well, yeah, I can tell you one thing. I saw the picture of these guys; they're all thin. <laughs> if you and I are in the situation, it would be, "Are you sure it won't work?" Sure. My question is, how did an 18-year-old look at a car and go, "Oh, it's mixing coolant and oil"? I didn't even know my car had an internal filter. <laughs> like, honestly, they pulled it out and they're like. Have you ever changed this thing? I was like, I didn't know that existed. They like ripped my dashboard up and like were pulling it out, and I was like, whoa, that was more than I expected. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so how do they know that? Um, but kudos to their parents for actually teaching them how to be good people. Yeah, right. You know, also very stupid people, but good people. <laughs> but overall, <good. laughs> my other thing here, um, just a thought. She said she didn't have money for a tow truck. I'm hoping that she saves up a little money and just invests in AAA. <laughs> Yeah, get some triple A, bro. <laughs> like, geez, you can get your car towed for free back to your house. Like, mm, mm, mm. these boys aren't going to be around all the time. I hope she – well, she didn't, but she should have taken down their phone number so she can call me next time her car yeah, right. breaks or down. Or to thank them. Like, yeah. boys, come push. Next, Natalie Portman will bring the hammer as a female Thor in Love and Thunder. Welcome, Miss Portman, to the League of Marvel Cinematic Universe Superheroes. Natalie Portman is making comeback to the Marvel Comics Universe Thor franchise, but this time she gets her own shot at swimming the hammer. That's right, Lady Thor is here and she's ready to bring the thunder. <laughs> Marvel announced Saturday at Comic-Con International in San Diego that Portman would play a female Thor in the fourth installment of the franchise entitled Thor Love and Thunder. Now, Kevin, yes. you're a superhero fan. What do you think about this? Um, I think it'll be great. That's great insight. Thank you. You know what that reminded me of when the longest yard, when they had that prison, they had the uh, cellmate sitting yeah. there, and they're like, what do you think? And she's like, what do you think, Bob? Mm. That's it. That's how insane you are. So for me, I was looking at a lot of social media this week, and a lot of people were very upset about there being a female Thor. Now, ironically, I was very upset when Doctor Who became a female um, because I was really hoping it would be an alien you know, non-humanoid kind of person. There's a lot of people that were upset when 007 was announced it was going to be a female coming up. A lot of people were upset when Ghostbusters came out and it was an all-female cast. And by the way, I fucking loved the female Ghostbusters movie. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it, but actually I thought it was awesome. Melissa McCartney was hilarious. All of them were just hilarious. Now, Chris Hemsworth was hilarious. Yeah, it was good. I I enjoyed it. Like, they got a horrible rating. I watched it twice. Like, I, I enjoyed it in the theater. Um, now, I think the people are overacting with Natalie Portman because there is actually a female Thor in the comics. Yeah, well, so there's like a spin off. Yeah, there's a thing that happens. Yeah. So it's just not like she's dishing it out, you well, know? And she is in the Thor movies. Yeah. You know? So she's already sense. a character. It's not like she, they're like, oh, we have to pick an A list actor- actress. And if have we her, are know. going to complain about anything, right? Anything in the Marvel Universe, it should be that Captain America gave his shield. Not to the Winter Soldier, but to... Falcon. Yes. Uh, That's the thing people should be fucking pissed off about. So there is a comic where Falcon does become Captain America. But for me, it's dumb. Winter Soldier. Also, that whole end scene. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Endgame. We're going to be talking about Endgame coming up here. Um, So the, the problem with it is for me is, okay... There's this guy, the Winter Soldier, who's been your best friend for ever. Literally ever. And then there's this guy named Falcon who you've known for a couple years. And then 
you give it to him and and like you're he just I was like cool and you can talk to him you know it's like that doesn't make any sense yeah. also he has no superpowers he has some mechanical wings whoop de freaking do you did the winter soldier is a super soldier just like captain america he has a freaking metal arm uh i just don't it was a terrible decision yeah absolutely terrible yeah so for me like if people are going to be upset about something that not natalie portman it should be fucking captain america that's what they should be upset about but anyway now that we've angered everybody person listening to this podcast next animal shelter to area 51 enthusiast come rate us an Oklahoma animal shelter is hoping to lure in adopters with something even more tempting than ex- extraterrestrial secrets. Adorable pets. Come storm our shelter, Oklahoma City Animal Welfare wrote in a Facebook post on Friday. We have great animals ready to protect you from the Area 51 aliens. Adoptions in far out of this world. Hashtag storm the shelter. The post, complete with photos of dogs wearing tinfoil hats, has a reference to a viral Facebook event page. Storm 51, they can't stop us all. The post, complete with photos of dogs wearing tinfoil hats, is a reference to the viral Facebook event, Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us. The page describes a raid on the storied U.S. Air Force Base to, quote, see them aliens, scheduled for September. More than 1.8 million people have signed up as attending, and though the vast majority of them have been kidding, the Air Force has nevertheless gone on record to warn the alien seekers need to stay away. Event creator Maddie Roberts has since said he created the page as a joke, but is now worried about what he started. Luckily, OKC Animal Welfare, which as of Saturday had 149 dogs, 54 cats, two pigs, and a hamster available for adoption, may just come up with a great alternative activity. And if you're located nowhere near Oklahoma City, there's a good chance the animal shelters or rescue groups near you have their own pets in need of homes. You can always make your own tinfoil hats for them. Kevin. This is, this is awesome. I thought it was a great opportunity. To, well, also, it's like, by the same time, is, are, these, are you sure these are the kind of people you want to adopt on your dog? Who want to storm Area 51? You know, who knows? But it's, you know, I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we actually, uh, the shelter I work at takes uh, animals from the shelter. Um, and they're a nice shelter. They're a nice group of people. Uh, I think it's a great tactic to get people in yeah. because at least they'll get people talking. And most likely, you're not going to get any of those people that would have went to But still, it got them a lot of exposure. You know, there, you know, there's like 1.1 million people sent up for that or whatever. Yeah. So that's a lot of people looking at that shelter. So yeah. And I think it's just creative because if you look at a lot of the times when shelters are advertising, it's always sad and depressing. And right. here we have a shelter making light of the fact that they could raid them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I burped. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Have, please rate us. Next. A few beats short of a rosary award of the week goes to a man arrested in Spain had cocaine under toupee. <laughs> a Colombian man was detained in Barcelona's international airport after half a kilo of cocaine was found under an oversized toupee, Spanish police said on Tuesday. Arriving on a flight from Bot- Bogota. The man attracted police attention as he looked nervous and had a disproportionately large hairpiece under his hat. They found a package stuck to his head with about 3,000 euros, $34,000 worth of cocaine. Kevin, how did they make it through airport security with cocaine under their hat? They didn't. <laughs> well, he got on the plane in, in Colombia, which 
Is Everyone can pass cocaine in, in Columbia. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, well, obviously, he had $34,000 worth of cocaine under his toupee. Uh, I just think it's funny because there's a comedian named Joey Diaz, and he was always, he always tells a story about how uh, his mother owned a bar, and the police raided it one time, and <laughs> the guy had had a little bit of cocaine under his toupee, <laughs> and he got arrested for it, and that's just, what this reminded me of. I just can't believe people really think – like this is a good idea. Also, is there a large demand for cocaine in Spain? Because Jesus, you never know. Actually, maybe they're trying to get it to where it's legal. You know, like Switzerland. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, remember those other hippie countries? <laughs> the weird hippie countries, <laughs> the ones that are mostly white. <laughs> the weird hippie countries. Uh, next, Avengers: Endgame passes Avatar to become the highest-grossing film ever. Avengers Endgame, the Disney and Marvel blockbuster, will move past Avatar on the list of all-time highest-grossing films on Sunday in its 13th weekend of release, Disney reported Saturday night. Avatar, James Cameron's science fiction film set on the planet of Pandora, held the record for 10 years. The latest, Ava- Ooh, the latest Avengers film, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, has made more than $2.789 billion worldwide. A huge congratulations to the Marvel Studios and Walt Disney Studios team, and thank you to fans all around the world who lifted Avengers Endgame to these historic heights, Ellen Horn, co-chairman and chief creative office of the Walt Disney Studios said in a statement. To get the top spot, Endgame passed some of the biggest blockbusters in film history, such as Titanic, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and its predecessor, Avengers Infinity War. Endgame has... Endgame has cemented the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a cornerstone of modern mythos and will be passed down to generations of fans, Sean Robbins, Chief Analysis, and BoxOffice.com told CNN Business. That would be true regardless of its monetary position relative to Avatar. Robbins added that the title of the highest-grossing film of all time is the cherry on top for Marvel's first decade. Never before had audience experienced an episodic, cinematic journey over the span of 11 years, Robbins said. It's nearly impossible to predict something like that, just as an Avatar's own run was widely unexpected. In a way, they share a common bond. Endgame shattered records when it opened in late April. The superhero film, which had the Avengers take on the villainous Thanos, made $1.2 billion at the worldwide box office for its global opening. It took just five days for the film to cross $1 billion at the box office. Disney's acquired the Avatar franchise when it completed its $71 billion purchase of most of 21st Century Fox's assets earlier this year. The Space Series will have a chance to take back its box office crown from Endgame. Disney is planning a four Avatar sequels between 2021 and 2027. Even with the passions of a decade, the impact of James Cameron's Avatar remains as powerful as ever, Horn added. The talented filmmakers behind those worlds have much more in store, and we look forward to the future of both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Pandora. Let me just say, because I know how you feel about this, Avengers <laughs> has nothing on Avatar, and I'm super excited about the four movies. I'm going to be seeing them, like, multiple times in the theater. Avatar, in middle school, was my jam. I literally went home from school and would watch that movie on, like, repeat. I love Avatar, and it has nothing, nothing compared to Avengers. Avengers is ten times worse than Avatar. Um, because I also did not like Avengers at all. It was stupid. If you add time travel into a movie, you have nothing left to offer the world. Look at Star Trek, right? I love Star Trek, but the moment Star Trek decided to spin around the Earth and take a whip around the sun and they're back in time to collect whales, 
off of the past Earth, there's a problem, <laughs> and it's you've run out of new and original ideas. So, Kevin. Yeah, can I talk now? No, but go for it, and if you want to anyway. Um, saw it coming. Um, you have to, uh, to – okay, let me give this to, a, to uh, Avatar. It took Avengers – or sorry, it took Marvel 10 years to build up this movie. 11. Uh, well, now 11 years to build up this movie to get it to this point. It, it's not like they just – if they just made this a standalone movie, it wouldn't have gone – you know, do you know what I'm saying? It took – having all of those other movies. By the way, how much more money they made. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Well, th- that's the thing, though. Like, they literally had to build it up and then put it in two separate parts. So you have Infinity well, War, and then you go and you have Endgame. Endgame. Well, they're two like, separate movies. Yeah. I know, but, you, you know, they're kind of... every All the movies are linked together, right? Yeah. So they put out Endgame, or Infinity War, and everyone's like, shit, Thanos, right? And they're like, how the fuck is this going to end? Well, Thanos is around since... I believe it was, like... Yes, no, Thanos has been around since the first Avengers movie. But what I'm saying is Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> right? They built up Thanos, right? Really big. And then they're like, shit, now we got to go watch Endgame. Uh, uh, literally, uh, Avatar was like, boop, there you just, go. It was just the one movie. You yeah. know, and they waited years and years and years and years to release Avatar until, like, all the graphics were perfect, everything. They throw out Avatar in the world. Boom! You know, passes yeah. Titanic. Goes straight up to the top. Passes... Wait, was it? Did Star they, Wars. Was Star Wars out after or before? Before. No, before. I mean, like, at the time, like it was Star Wars Episode Three was one of the biggest ones. And then there's also, like, I can't remember what the I remember when that movie came out. But Titanic was definitely the number one for the longest time. But uh, anyway, but yeah, so kudos to them for making just one movie and then, you know, being to the top. But I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, Marvel Universe is way more entertaining than one dumb movie with some blue people in it. It's not a one dumb movie because uh, it's coming out with four new movies, and they're not dumb blue people. They're smart blue people. They can connect themselves to animals. Oh and then the, anim- the right animals. That's how they have sex, too. So I'm very curious what they're actually doing to those animals. But, like, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it's not. The whole movie, though, like, if you analyze it culturally, the whole movie is about how we go and see other cultures and just want to overtake them, right? So colonialization. We're like, this is ours. Everybody else doesn't matter, right? We're going to overtake you. We're going to take all your shit. We're going to mine out your planet, and then we're going to leave, right? Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, and then we're going to move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And it's like one of those things where it's like, whoa, this actually happened, and now there's blue people involved, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> anyway, no, I, I, I'm, I like the movie, but I, I just here's the, okay. I'm so just uh, yeah. with with uh, Endgame. Besides the fucking time travel that I did not like, or the Captain America thing, and the Captain America thing, I also did not like that Robert Downey Jr. died. Who? <laughs> I just fucked that up. Robert Downey Jr. died. Why, why don't you? Like anyway, I know it's in the comics, but not nah, blah blah blah. blah. The only reason I fucking watch those movies is because Tony Stark's witty comebacks. That's the only reason we have the Hulk. That's the only reason I watch those movies. Now he's dead, and it's like, well, now who's witty? You know, we got we got Captain America, who has a stick up his ass, right? We got all the other people who don't have superpowers, right? Now we got the Hulk, 
who happens to also look like Bruce Banner because he can't go back and forth anymore, which is fine. But like, I grew up with like the original Hulk. You know, boy, I don't make the Hulk yeah. mad. And I, now he's now now he's like, let me sign your autograph, right? Now now it's not even cool anymore. Okay, and then we add in Spider Man. Cool, love Tom Holland. He's literally the only character that I would watch that for, besides Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is good. I like Doctor Strange. Now if they have Doctor Strange with Spider Man in a movie, boom. Infinity War, besides, Endgame. besides, besides Avengers movies, like if they have yeah, a new Spider-Man, yeah, like yeah, Far yeah. From Home, throw in Doctor Strange, box office hit. He wasn't in it, but that's okay. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't. He should have been. Yeah, yeah. See, but uh, anyway, uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame ha- now has the coolest battle scene. Oh, ever. wait. Okay, so that was cool. But here's the here's my thing with that battle scene. <laughs> they go to the women. And all the women Avengers are like, we gotta go, and they run over there, and it's like a total of ten seconds, and then like they do nothing, right? They go, and then out of nowhere, like, you're making a lot of sound effects right now. Well, no, what happened was, what happened was, Captain Marvel, a Spider-Man, fucking hate Captain Marvel, just because she's the coolest. She's not the coolest. Spider-Man, Spider-Man hands Captain Marvel the gauntlet. And then uh, Captain Marvel is basically Superman. You're so wrong on so many levels. Um, I don't know because you told me I didn't have to watch the Captain Marvel movie to watch the new movie, right? I don't know who the fuck Captain Marvel is. She comes out of nowhere. She's like, I can't help your planet. I'm too busy helping these other planets. And everyone's like, but Thanos. And she's like, fuck you. Anyway, like I was saying, (laughs) this is my movie breakdown, (laughs) which is terrible and incorrect on many levels. No, it's not. Um, but like what I was talking about is the scene Dusty was talking about is the scene where Spider-Man h- gives the Captain Marvel the gauntlet to go bring to the van where Ant-Man, who is awesome, but you forgot about Ant-Man. Ant- cool okay, I, I like Paul Rudd. Ant-Man and the Wasp were at the van trying to get the uh, thingy. Going. I don't like how he spent most of his time on house arrest in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, but uh, anyway, stop breaking my story. Uh, and then, uh, then she was like, "Do you can you make it?" And then. Uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead, who is a, a, a woman, a soldier from Wakanda, shows we got your back. And then the Wasp shows it, it wasn't she, her. Yeah, she said that she's not from The Walking Dead. Michonne, she wasn't in that. Dusty, you're so wrong. No, I'm not. Look her up. Look up Mich- Michonne, the black woman with the samurai sword in Walking Dead, is the woman from Wakanda in Black Panther. You're being an asshole. Because <laughs> you're wrong. Calm your fucking tits. Michonne, Walking Dead. How do you spell it, by the way? I want What's know. her name? Her name is Diaya Gariaria. Oh, boy. That's harder to spell than Michonne. Yeah, so don't fucking tell me what to do. That's what I said to do with Ken. I'm working on it, twat. Okay, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so she says that, and then all the women characters um, in the Marvel Universe are there um, trying to escort Captain Marvel to the thing, which doesn't work anyway because Thanos kiss, beats the crap out of her, but it's okay. But that's the scene you were talking about. Anyway, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week when we stop and say, what the fuck, and do a double take. And that was the Double Take Podcast. Join the guys next week when they review more news that made you stop and do a... What's a what? 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 A double take. You want to do that again? What? What? One more time. What's up? 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 What's